0: Good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening. Hello,
1: hello, how is everyone?
0: We hope and pray that each and every one of you all had a blessed weekend. Um, I don't know about you all, but down here in Florida, we're starting to feel the effects of fall. It was a little cool uh, this weekend, so welcome fall, um, welcome new season, yeah. Okay. So, welcome, insightfulers, as Shaniquia has done. Well, I got a new
1: name, name for them now. New okay. Name.
0: What's the new, what's the new no, term? Because
1: you kind of gave me the side eye before Keisha when I was saying <laughs> insightfulers. So now I'm saying insightful gang. Okay. Okay. Insightful okay. gang. Okay. Like that. Like I that would
0: like I like that. Yeah. I like so. That.
1: The insightful game. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned fall because, yeah, it's definitely been like that here in Atlanta. Like you can really feel the cool weather. And I, I love it because I'm a fall person anyway. So I'm good. Yeah, with
0: that. Me and you are fall babies. So, yes, we are. Yes. On the yes.
1: Yeah, so that's what's up.
0: Yes. Um, So, like I said, thank you all again for joining us on this evening. We're going to go right ahead and jump into this evening's episode. But as always, we want to recap um, what it was that we talked about or discussed during our last session. Um, And so for those of you all who joined us or if you were not able to join us and you either um, listen um, to us via the various platforms that we're not on as far as podcasts are concerned, or you were able to to watch the video on our Facebook page. Um, we had my a very good friend, as well as colleague, Matias Sweets, um, who came and discussed uh, STDs with regards to syphilis, gonorrhea, chlamydia. Yeah. Um, Shout out to
1: Matias, by the way.
0: Thank you. you. (laughs) Um, He also discussed some other STDs um, in their variety, um, more so about, you know, uh, preventative methods. um, Should you happen or um, even if you don't necessarily contract an STD where you know of somebody um, who has an STD and they are displaying signs and symptoms, um, the different types of mechanisms that are out there to help um, these individuals and things of that nature, Um, Also, we spoke about the various um, ethnic groups and populations that we're now seeing surges um, as far um, as syphilis and gonorrhea and chlamydia are concerned and things of that nature. So like I said, if you have yet to check out that content, like I said, feel free to either um, take a look at it on our YouTube page. Um, I on our Facebook page Shaniqua told you all the last time we're not on Instagram so definitely go over on Instagram if you have yet to follow us yeah follow us and like I said we're also on various platforms as far as podcasts are concerned for those of you all who rather listen um, yes. versus tuning yes. to watch an actual yes. live feed
1: yeah so basically all the major audio podcast platforms we've just been um put on Apple Podcasts, which I'm really happy about that cuz that's the one I have been waiting on for ever. <laughs> but um so we're finally on there. So whatever y'all like to listen to for your audio podcast, we're on there now. All major yeah. ones, so we're happy about that. I thank y'all again for all the support that y'all have been giving us. And as always, continue to like, subscribe, share, follow yes. to all of our various social media pages.
0: Yes. All so right. We're going to kick it off for of this evening. So as you all seen in the title, uh, why does it hurt so bad? And so um, a lot of people may have been thinking, like, what in the world are they going to be talking about or discussing um, on tonight as far as that title is concerned? Um, but as me and Shaniqua was meeting a couple of weeks ago and brainstorming, um, this was actually a topic that she brought to the forefront uh, with regards to what we wanted to talk about and some information that we wanted to share uh, with our audience member and things of that nature. So I'm going to kick it off to uh, Shaniquia and if you want to tell them how this came about and sure. things of that nature and then from there, we'll. Sure. <laughs> so
1: like Keisha said, for. I think it might've been two weeks ago when we were talking about just planning this episode and I was just thinking about times in my life where I felt rejected and whether that was in relationships or in jobs or even in friendships. And for some reason, like, I felt like God was speaking to me about talk about rejection, rejection, like, for days like that particular word stayed on my mind. And I know Keisha and I was trying to figure out what type of topic we wanted to discuss. And so I came to her and I was just like, well, Keisha, why don't we talk about rejection? Because that's something that pretty much everybody can relate to. Whether or not people say that they've never been rejected, I I highly doubt that that's Not true, (laughs) because at some point in another, you've been rejected. And I just thought that would be just a great topic to discuss. And Keisha agreed with me. And so that's kind of a little bit about how um, this episode topic came about. So like Keisha was saying with the title, why does it hurt so bad? Um, We want to title it that to kind of set the tone in terms of like, what rejection kind of means because it does feel bad like nobody likes to feel rejected about anything and so before we can talk about like rejection and different types of rejection you got to know exactly what it
0: means exactly and
1: so i was looking at different definitions of the word rejection and one that kind of stuck out to me but it's a very simple definition it was on goodtherapy.org And basically what they define rejection is the act of pushing someone or something away. So very simple. Right. But even though that's a simple definition, it carries a lot of volume because when we do reject something or someone, we are pushing people away or we Mm -hmm. are pushing something away. And when you think about rejection, there's different types of rejection. A lot of people think of just relationships. That's one form of rejection, but there's many others. You got family rejection. You have rejection from friendships. You have rejection from jobs. And then you also have rejection from, I know you have talked about this before, Keisha, social media.
0: Social media. Um, Also, I was even thinking, like even working in the medical field, you know, there are times where people are in need of transplants. Mm-hmm. You know, whether they need a or they need a new heart. And so they go through with these surgeries, and then for whatever reason, their body rejects that new organ in their system. So you can see rejection in all different forms in your life. And like you said, if you have yet to experience rejection, as the old folks, you know, just would say, wait a little while, because it's going to happen. It's part of being a human, it's mm-hmm. part of our of, of our human nature. Um, But even though we know that it's going to come, there are ways that we're going to talk about, you know, further in in this discussion of how to best uh, deal with it uh, from a positive standpoint of view. But also, if you don't deal with it, what are some negative effects as well and how that could cause some hindrances in your life?
1: Yeah. And so at any time, um, insightful gang, if you feel like you want to jump in the comments and talk about, you know, times when you all felt rejected or some examples, feel free to do. So we're going to leave the comment section open at at any time. So feel free to jump in if y'all have anything y'all want to share. Um, and from a mental health standpoint, because y'all know that I work in mental health, um, rejection, when you experience it, it can refer to a lot of different feelings. You know, you can experience shame, you can experience some sadness, and you can even experience some grief. And, you know, people may experience rejection differently than others. Because one of the things, Keisha, we talked about when we brainstormed this episode was about why it seems like rejection affects others more heavily than it does some other people. right? And what do you kind of think about that? Like, what are your thoughts about that?
0: So like, after we met and I started doing some research on it, one of the things that came up um, that I I kind of had like a light bulb moment, like that does make a lot of sense. Um, A lot of researchers were talking about Um, A lot of times how we respond to rejection, it has a lot to do with our childhood Mm -hmm. and what we experienced as a child, um, whether that be small, medium, or large. And so if you've experienced some type of trauma in your childhood or during your adolescent years, and once again, you have not figured out how to best cope with it, there is evidence that proves that there is a great chance that as an adult, when you experience very similar situations, that you're gonna react um, in a very similar, if not harsher manner um, because of that, Um, versus somebody, like I said, who may not have experienced that type of trauma um, or that type of ordeal. So that's one reason why I think people react the way in which they act, like I said, based on childhood trauma.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I also think it has a lot to do with just our belief systems. Mm -hmm. And if you refer back to, I believe it was episode two, which, by the way, was our highest viewed episode, Um, um, we talked about belief systems and how that can have an impact like on our self-esteem and on our um, mental health. And you have to think about in terms of what you were saying about the childhood trauma, Keisha, a lot of times. The belief systems come from that. Yeah, what we learn from childhood, learn behaviors and things like that. So I think it definitely has a lot to do with our belief systems and about acceptance, like yes. we want acceptance from people. Oh. And you know, just and, and when I say people, it can be like people in our inner circle, our friends, you know, family, or even in society or on the job or whatever. So and I think you know people say that you know they don't want to feel accepted, but it's it's important to people. And, you know, how you deal with, I guess, that term of wanting to be acceptance can affect in terms of how you are impacted by rejection. And I was doing some additional research that I found um, very interesting. It was talking about um, during the early stage of evolution, it -hmm. was saying that um, early humans um, who are at risk of being ostracized from like their tribe that they were a part of or that they belong to that they were um most likely to experience rejection mm. about that mm-hmm. so they believe that that has a lot to do with how rejection developed and wow. so people that experienced like a painful rejection from the tribe um, was likely to encourage um individuals to modify any problematic behavior so in mm. order to in order to avoid uh, rejection. So those who were able to avoid rejection was most likely able to survive in that wow. tribe. And so if you think about that theory or whatever, I do feel that that is a kind of a point because it's kind of like the strongest survive, you know, you've heard that term mm-hmm. or that little saying or whatever. And a lot of times that does occur you know, whoever is considered the strongest there is kind of like they're immune to rejection or whatever have you. So that kind of stuck out a lot to
0: me. Yeah. And another thing like I found, I found out me and you was discussing um, from another, another mental health standpoint of view is personality disorders. Mm -hmm. Um, This is really, really, really shocking uh, to me. So Someone who has a personality uh disorder um, usually experience you know feelings of uh rejection and or abandonment and things of that nature probably more constantly um, than someone who has not um, you know who hasn't been diagnosed with a personality um disorder so that was another thing that i found like that was kind of like wow like this is this is you know not not amazing information but um what's the word that i want to put on it i don't know it just kind of like interesting yes that's the word it, it kind of just it captured my uh attention because that's something that i i, I didn't necessarily um think about but just like you working with mental health patients who have been diagnosed with those disorders. Um, and even though they're in our facility for a short period of time, even in interacting with them or dialoguing uh, with them, you can see as to why um, rejection may be constant um, and, more, and much more prevalent um, mm-hmm. in their lives and why they take um, issues such as abandonment, why they take it so hard, why it can be so detrimental to them as an individual and or a person.
1: Yeah. And I'm glad that you brought up the personality disorder thing, because there's two personality disorders like that. I think about that really fit the term of how rejection can play a part. Um, Yeah. And y'all probably um, have heard of these terms before, but um, definitely borderline personality disorder, because that's one of the most um, common personality disorders that people know about and, A lot of that has to do with fear of being alone Mm -hmm. and fear of abandonment and just unstable moods and um, not being able to regulate their emotions and things like that. And so um, one of the things that typically occurs with borderline personality um, individuals is the fact that they don't like to be rejected. And it's and and a lot of that has to do with the, the symptoms that they experience to that. So that's one personality disorder that comes to mind for me. And then another one is avoidant personality disorder, mm-hmm. because one of the main things with that is they avoid being around individuals altogether. And if you think about it, when we experience rejection or we fear rejection, we typically don't want to be around people because we want to save face. You know, it's kind of like if I don't be around you because I've experienced a uh, rejection before I'm protecting myself and my space by just kind of stepping away and just kind of doing my own thing.
0: Yeah. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. And then another thing I remember that we ran across too, um, outside of personality disorders and core beliefs and, um, childhood trauma, um, is those of us who are very sensitive, and I can relate to this, especially uh, for those who know me, um, I've been that been this way since I was a child. Um, so for those of us who identify we are shy, um, or we like to call ourselves introverted, um, you know, when things happen, whether those things take place where we're involved in the situation or what happens to a loved one. And because you have such a caring and a nurturing heart, once again, it could leave you more susceptible to rejection. And so when you are faced with rejection dependent, and it really doesn't matter. Like, it's, like I said, if it's professionally, it's coming from your family, it's coming from a medical um, standpoint of view, it's coming from a relational um, stance. Um, It can leave someone very much overwhelmed um, and also you could also find yourself in some very dangerous um, situations um, because of it, because you feel so much, you have such a nurturing uh, spirit and things like that.
1: Mm -hmm. I see we have um, some comments in the chat. One in particular from Gwen that stands out. People try to adapt or change so they can fit in so they're not rejected. In many areas of society, there's the group team mentality of wanting to fit in. When we stand out, we adjust so we aren't different. And that's very true.
0: I think that points back
1: to what you were saying. Yes.
0: About rejection. Yeah, that Yeah. that need to belong that you were talking about. Attachment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. That goes back to. Mm-hmm.
1: And then I was also reading in research that um people with ADHD can experience fear of rejection. And they were saying that there's a term for that and it's called uh rejection sensitive dysphoria. And they mm-hmm. were saying that common symptoms of that is related to self-criticism, um, extreme sadness after rejection and even social anxiety. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, so um that was interesting to me. To learn about that but i guess that does make sense because when you think about adhd because yeah. uh, it's like difficulty focusing difficulty concentrating yeah. a lot of times they don't necessarily want people to know that mm-hmm. so i guess there would be a fear of rejection regarding that because it's like dang, hey, you can't focus like you can't concentrate you know yeah. you know how sometimes people can be oh yeah so i i can understand oh, that yeah. being one can definitely understand that
0: oh yes oh yes And so now we want to talk to you all um, about the negative effects um, of rejection. So if you don't learn how to deal with rejection in a healthy uh, manner, which we're going to get to next, um, it can definitely, like I said, lead to some dire consequences um, on your end. So Shaniquia, you want to, Dive right in and talk about what are some and from your standpoint of view or just some things that you've gone through in your in your life like what's the negative effect of dealing with being pushed away or being abandoned
1: of course, so um definitely um symptoms of depression um sticks out to me and symptoms of anxiety because I know like. There's been times in my life where I felt rejected. Um, Primarily a lot of my rejection has come from um, relationships that I've had with um, guys. You know, um, there's been times where I've kind of felt like I wasn't good enough in relationships um, or just um, interactions that I've had with guys because they've said that. You know, I remember one guy in particular that I talked to, um, it seemed like nothing I did was ever right. Like, um, he would make comments about the way I wore my hair and um, the type of clothes that I wore and how I acted. And that took a lot, that took an emotional toll on me. Um, and I'm not going to lie, like that really did impact my self-esteem and my self-worth because it was just like, you know, there's this guy that I really liked and he didn't feel the same way about me. And I felt like I was trying to be something that i wasn't just to make this person like me and then it took me for one going to counseling and i and i tell people that all the time i stress that please go to counseling there's nothing wrong with that because it really gives you a lot of great insight about how to handle things in your life i feel like just really engaging in counseling and just really learning about my worth and um And what I can bring to the table and that I am a good person and I do deserve good things and things like that. And also just kind of increasing my knowledge um, spiritually, just continue to develop my relationship with God. That really um, helped me because it allowed me to see that I am enough, which, again, goes back to what we talked about a lot in episode two of of our podcast when we talked about self-esteem. So, I mean, I'm glad to say that. I'm not in that space that I was before. Right. Um, so definitely depression, because I can really see how people could get to that stage because of constant feeling like you're not good enough and, and things like that. And so, and if you're not careful, for example, like if you're in feeling rejecting a relationship that you're in, it can make you jaded towards other relationships that you may get in in the future. You may think that every just because this one guy treated me like this or this one girl treated me like this, everybody that I interact with or come in with a romantic relationship is going to be like that. And so that's something you have to work through as well, because you have to realize that every experience that you have is not going to be the same.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Tiffany says no one wants to be rejected. However, sometimes rejection is a blessing, i.e. relationships and or jobs. You may have dodged a bullet and there is something better for you. Tiffany, you're absolutely- You're on point Shout yeah. out to
1: Tiffany for that. Yes, yeah.
0: thank you. <laughs> I think a lot of times we, like you said, depending upon the situation, um, when we experience rejection, Um, And like I said, everybody handles rejection differently. Some people can, you know, move on, you know, to the next situation, like it did not affect them. Um, And then for the greater majority of us, it takes some time, some, for some people, maybe a couple of days, weeks, months. For some people, I mean, after 10, 15 years, they're still harboring uh, feelings and things of that nature based on a a previous situation that they had or they were involved in um, centered around uh, rejection. And so it just really depends on how you handle it, how you look at it. One thing that I've learned from the different um, situations that I've been in and um, something that I'm learning to implement more is that there's a difference between self-reflection versus self-criticism. Mm. And i and I, I feel like a lot of times when we get rejected, and like I said, it doesn't matter what the situation is, um, especially those of us who are, you know, females, we have a, a, a tendency to automatically go into self criticism mode. You know, oh, I'm an idiot. I'm not smart enough. I'm not beautiful enough. Um, I knew better and this, this, that. And the third, and that does nothing to help your situation. If anything, you're demoralizing yourself. And yes. like you're just putting yourself more in a rut when it comes to depression, when it comes to anxiety, when it comes to low self-esteem and things of that nature. And it's a really good time to take a step back and reflect, um, A, what was your involvement in the situation? Mm-hmm. be also looking at what can be learned from this situation moving forward so that you can, A, either avoid a situation like this altogether or B, if you do happen to come in contact with a a situation like that again, Hey, I know how to best handle myself because I don't want to go back into feeling like I felt before. So Tiffany, that was a great point that you brought up and thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: And another thing, in addition to depression, um, I can kind of touch on this before, but social anxiety, I think mm-hmm. is another negative effect of rejection because when you think about a person that feels anxious, especially in a social setting, um, they feel like they're not good enough and that they you know, feel awkward of being around mm-hmm. people, feel like they can't relate to individuals. And I think a lot of that may play a part in feeling rejected previously, and so going back to what I was saying about, you know, people can sometimes get jaded when they form, you know, different relationships with oh, new yes. people because they, they're judging it based off a previous right. prior experience rather than trying to treat this new experience as something new. Like this person may not necessarily be like how this other person
0: treated me. Right. I think another negative effect with rejection, I think is something that we all can relate to. I just kind of spoke on it a minute ago is low Mm self-esteem, you know, so we start to look at ourselves um, in a much more negative sense Um, with regards, like I said, especially if it's coming, if the rejection is coming from a romantic end, um, you know, we start criticizing, you know, our appearance or if I would have, you know, did, you know, more with my hair or made myself up or, um, lost the weight, gained the weight, um, you know, cook, clean. Um, it can be a whole bunch of things. Um, we begin to beat up ourselves. And as a result, like I said, it just takes you further and further and further down the pipeline, um, to experience more problems, um, as far as depression and anxiety is concerned. And then the other area of concern with that, if you don't get the depression and your anxiety treated, if it gets to a point where you need to see a therapist or maybe you need to, you and your treatment team need to look at maybe medication or some alternative treatments, then you stand the risk of suicide and suicide ideation because that is very much real. And a lot of that comes from the voices in our heads or, like I said, the things that we've been through in our lives, that that negative self-talk as well, um, based around, like I said, having low self-esteem regarding rejection.
1: Yeah, that's true. And I'm glad that you brought up the point about um, how in extreme cases that it can lead to, um, you know, suicidal thoughts and things like that, because I want to point out for those that don't know that this month, the month of September is suicide prevention month. And so um, I just kind of want to throw that out there that if it's yourself or just anybody that you know that, you know, are struggling um, emotionally, you know, please reach out for help um, and like the suicide prevention number, I'll give that for, you know, people that want to know that off the top of their head, but it's um 1-800-273-8255. And you can actually call that number at any time and speak with a counselor to get support. So um, definitely don't be ashamed to reach out because I know that um, sometimes it can be hard emotionally. having to deal with the impacts of rejection
0: oh yeah and rejection too also has a tendency to lead to extreme loneliness Mm -hmm. um so a lot of times like i said when we people push back against us um, or we are abandoned and so on and so forth we internalize those feelings we internalize those emotions and as a result instead of seeking out help Whether help comes in the form of of a professional, help comes in the form of family, uh, help comes in the form of um, a pastor um, or your your friends at your church and things of that nature. Some of us have a tendency to retreat um, into ourselves, um, thinking that, you know, we can deal with our pain. We can deal with this sadness on our own. Um, And once again, some people can and some people can't. Um, So you definitely have to be self-aware of how you deal best with situations as they come. Very true. Very true.
1: So do you have anything, Keisha, that I guess in terms of rejection that kind of stands out for you when maybe you've kind of felt like that? You felt rejected, just
0: anything? Um, I think what stands out since you've already talked about the from the relationship standpoint. Um, okay. Well, you can share that too. Um, if you have
1: an example of that,
0: I'll speak from the professional standpoint. Um, I remember when uh, the recession uh, happened, um, latter end two thousand six two thousand seven. Um, I was working for a company. Um, had been in that company for about five years. Enjoyed what I was doing. Enjoyed um, the client, the 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 clientele, um, working with my coworkers and things of that nature. Um, But unfortunately, nothing against what I had done. Um, They downsized staff, and since I was one of the, um, what they say, first hired, last hired.
1: What no, last hired. Last hired for first
0: hired. Um, I ended up being laid off um, from my job. And so to say the least, I took it hard uh, because for those of us, especially those of us who work with kids, and at the time I was working with um, adjudicated youth. And so if you don't know what adjudicated youth are, those are youth, um, basically they've been sentenced by a judge, um, but instead of sending them to a prison or um, to jail, they will send them to a program. Um, some are short-term, some are long-term. The program that I worked at, it was long-term in nature. Um, and so during that time, those children will, um, get various tasks that they have to complete before their time is up. And then they go back in front of a judge. And at that point, a judge can decide, hey, to mm-hmm. go on and send them, uh, to jail or prison or if they feel like they've satisfied, um, their requirements, they will go ahead and discharge them for the program. And so, um, to say the least, I loved what it is that I did. So when I was let go, um, to say the least, I was very sad, um, very upset. And I'm one of those people, like I said, I tend to draw into myself uh, when I am faced with, um, with rejection. Um, but I do thank God for my former co-workers and colleagues. Um, a lot of them got on the ground, was helping me trying to locate Um, jobs and things of that nature. And so that's how I actually wind up at uh, Tallahassee Memorial Health Care because one of my sorority sisters actually knew somebody at the time who worked in human resources. um, So they helped to get me situated um, there. But even when I got to TMH, like I still didn't feel, I don't know, I I still wasn't content um, about where I was professionally. And so, At that point, I made a decision to go back to school to further my education, get some more education um, and then got the degree. Um, And a lot of us are told or a lot of us feel once we get a degree, boom, that job is just going to, you know, work work like that. And that's what I believe for the most part and find out very quick, fast and hurry. Not going to be your story, Missy. Um, And so I applied and applied and applied and applied, and I kept getting rejected um, from jobs. And it was just getting to the point, like I said, it was really starting to wear and tear on my self-esteem. And I know I applied for a job at Baylor University out in Texas. I'll never forget. I got a phone call from um, the human resources coordinator over there. Um, and I applied at the time for an academic coordinator position and she got on the phone and she told me, she was like, you know, I'm very impressed by your resume and your experience. Um, you know, however, what we're looking for, we're looking for somebody that has more academic advising um, versus you, you have more of the mental health um, advising on your side. But she told me not to give up. And she told me that a door would eventually um, come open And so, although I was still upset um, after that phone call, I wasn't as let down as I was before. Um, That kind of gave me the zhush to keep pushing uh, forward. And like I said, eventually I wound up at uh, at Florida State, a door was open and that's where I am uh, presently. But like I said, from the professional point of view, that's my experience as far as rejection. Um, is concerned. So,
1: and, you know, as I I was listening to your story, it just made me think about that saying, you know, um, rejection is God's form of protection. So I feel like with that experience about, you know, your job situation that just wasn't the job for you. Exactly. And I I've experienced situations like that in terms of there was jobs that I really wanted and, and it wasn't for me. And, you know, I'm not gonna lie, there were times when I would just really beat myself up and really self-loathe and be like, you know, oh my God, am I good enough or whatever have you. But then, you know, just really like talking to friends and really just thinking about it, I had to realize, you know, that wasn't for me.
0: Exactly. And I don't,
1: and I don't believe that, just speaking from a spiritual standpoint, I don't believe that God will put us in situations where we would fail. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, he's going to, if it's really for him, he's going to make it where it's, we'll know that it's from him. Like, it'll be just smooth. Not saying that it won't be some challenges along the way, but he'll help you to be able to adapt to those challenges and to be able to deal with them. So, mm-hmm. um, so that's why that hope, that saying about rejection is God's of protection always sticks
0: Two, yeah. Sometimes I think Shaniquia we're playing it safe. Yeah. Um, and I can say that for me, even from a romantic standpoint of view, sometimes, you know, you ain't got no business entertaining, this person, or you ain't got no business filling out this job application, but because you know, hey, I got the minimum, you know, qualifications for, I know that I got this and if I was offered the job, I would do fine with it. Or from a relational context, you know, this person may not necessarily check off all my boxes or, you know, they they going through a rough patch, you know, right now, you know, I'm going to stick by them. And things of your nature, but something in your spirit telling you like something ain't right. Um, something milk that that ain't clean, exactly. That too can put you in a situation down the road to be rejected, or on the opposite end, you are the one that's going to end up rejecting somebody.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's true.
1: So it, it's kind of like in some ways rejection can be good for us because it may it can help us to really grow in areas and like you said not necessarily play itself play it safe or just be comfortable with like we know about because you know i'm learning more and more every day that it's important not to feel comfortable like you need to be uncomfortable sometimes and i'm not saying that you know rejection is supposed to feel good. I mean, cause it doesn't, it doesn't. But at the same time. I think it can help propel us to get to the next level that we're supposed to be. Exactly.
0: Exactly. And right. too, a lot of times we're thinking, we're thinking small minded, right? When our God, he's on another stratosphere. Yeah. So Sometimes you, you're you sitting up here thinking or knowing, you know, what's best for you. And he's like, you don't even have a clue. You don't even have an idea. Yeah. And then, like I said, once you overcome that situation and you are in a much better space, you tend to understand and appreciate why it is that you went through what it is that you you went through. Mm-hmm. Because it was a lesson in it. It was a lesson in it
1: it may not necessarily be revealed right then
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it will be revealed oh yeah somewhere okay. down the line
0: oh yes oh yes oh yes and i think too like with rejection it helps it builds resiliency yeah it builds resiliency so for those of us like i said we've been pushed aside we've been left behind we've been Abandon and something that I tell my students there's nothing wrong with feeling what you're feeling because you're human, so allow yourself to feel whatever emotions you are feeling. You want to cry, cry. You're angry, be angry. You're frustrated, be frustrated. Because I think a lot of times we have a tendency too, to just tell people, Oh, just get over it. You know, I don't understand why you. Um, upset about that anyway, or you know, you know better than to get yourself in that situation. And even if they did, like I said, the end day, we human. So feel free to sit in what you are feeling and process whatever it is that you need to process. The thing, the kicker is, you can't stay there. Mm-hmm. You cannot stay there because the longer that you stay there, you just gonna continue to wallow in sorrow. And like I said, sorrow leads to defeat. Defeat yeah. with depression and so on and, and so forth. So take the time that you need to deal with what it is that you've got to deal with. But no, you cannot remain there. At some point, you've got to pick yourself up and move forward with your life. Because what you're going through also is just about, it's not about you. There's somebody else on the other side that needs to witness and bear witness to your testimony. So the longer that you're sitting up here in a rut, you're holding somebody else up from their breakthrough.
1: Yeah. We got a comment um, in the comment section from Lisa. Hey, Lisa. Some of my friends. Um, Sometimes it's just about perspective. Rejection is inevitable. Mm -hmm. We just need to shift perspective to see what we can learn from it. Take a step back and reflect.
0: Most definitely.
1: So true. So true. That's why I was saying earlier when we first got started, you know, people say, oh, no, you know, I've never felt rejection or whatever. I'm like, yes, you have. You may not have just experienced it to the depths and to the level of certain people, but you've experienced some level of rejection.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, even if we would sit down and ask like children, like I think about think about like when you were in elementary school and they would choose teams. So for like volleyball or or kickball. You know, think about that child that's always the last child to sit up here and be, you know, picked and they really want to be on the other person's team, but then you hear, you know, you hear the other kids over here whispering like, we don't really want him. That's a form of rejection. Yeah. That's a form of rejection. Or think about that child, like I said, the parent been telling them for for the longest, oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to show up for you. You know, I'm going to be there to support you at that play. I'm going to be there to support you um, at that game, and time time in and time out, they wait and they wait and they wait, and the parent never shows rejection. Very
1: true, very true. It's like Lisa said, rejection is just inevitable. It's just, it's just a part of life. It's just a part of the process. It's gonna happen. But like you said, Keisha, I think it just, it just depends on how we let it affect us. And like you were saying about, you know, allowing yourself permission, because that's really what it is, is giving yourself permission to feel the way that you're feeling. And then it's kind of like, you know, once I've allowed myself to really feel this, then what am I going to do with it? Exactly. Am I going to really just let it affect me and just Mm -hmm. completely take over my life? Or am I going to learn from this? And then use this to my advantage to move forward.
0: Exactly, help me to grow. Exactly.
1: Personally, I prefer the latter, but exactly. um, <laughs> but there was a point when I would just be in the first one. So,
0: and I think all of us at some point we've been we've been there, and for whatever reason, maturity life experiences sometimes it takes somebody coming into your life or uh, a parent you know sitting down and talking some sense into you and things of that nature i know that's what helped me with my last situation it was my mama you know just being real firm you know with me showing that tough love mm-hmm. in, in in a sense um so yeah yeah tough love tough love
1: Sometimes that's needed. Yeah. But I think it also depends on how it's presented.
0: Most definitely.
1: Because you don't want that to be a form of rejection either. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So so I I think it just depends on how it comes to us.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then two, when you are rejected or you're feeling that way, make sure that you have a good support system around you. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't reiterate that enough that's something that I'm very very big on in um, your support system you may have several different support systems for different you know situations and or scenarios you may just have one core uh, support system of who you count on um, but having people who are going to speak life um, into you and not death um, who are going to sit up here and tell you all the things that are beautiful about you, um, what you bring, uh, to the table and things of that nature, but also holding you accountable Mm -hmm. for what it is that you say that you're going to do, you know, moving forward, um, as well is another coping strategy and, or mechanism that can help you to be successful, um, coming out of this situation.
1: Yeah. That's true. And I think also just because I'm all about, you know, helping people to identify their strengths and Mm -hmm. and learning about that. And I think another way of helping to cope with rejection is knowing what you're good at and knowing that you are important, you know, just because this may not have worked in my favor doesn't mean that every other situation that I come and count with will not. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, just really know, that you know, I have a purpose. Like I'm here for a reason. I have gifts that I can really share with people. God given gifts. Um so just really just, you know, paying attention to that. And I know sometimes it may be difficult for people to say that, you know, I don't necessarily have any strengths, but you do. You do. Sometimes it may take people to point out things that we are naturally good at or we do well to help us to be able to identify strengths. But I guarantee that there is something that you're able to give or that you're good at that, that can be identified as a strength.
0: Oh yeah. And a good thing or something that you can do when you are faced with rejection, let's say in the form of a job or even from a relationship context, because I've done this before, once you've gotten over Um, what it is that you need to get over, I would say if you can handle it, go go to the person or go to your support group and really be transparent and really be honest with them. You know, can you tell me about, tell me what it is that I'm strong at. Tell me what it is that I'm good at. But then also on the flip side, also tell me what are some areas that I need to work on as well? Because that may have been the reason why you didn't get the job to begin with. Yeah, you may appear very well on paper, but during the interview, you know, you were kind of all over the place, you mm-hmm. know? So feedback, basically. Exactly. Getting right. feedback, getting const- constructive constructive feedback uh, from individuals or If you and your ex have that type of, you know, communication that, you know, although we're not together, but we can still be cordial with one another. You know, after the relationship has had, you know, time to the emotions have had time to die down and you all can talk about, you know, hey, like what it is that went wrong Um, and being able and being willing um, to really listen to what it is that they're telling you and not taking offense to it not going on the defense about it but taking that information and utilizing it to move forward and be mm-hmm. in, to be a better version you know of yourself so professional wise that may mean hey you may need to go back to school or take some trainings take, take some different that. trainings or get a certification in order to get the job that you see yourself getting And from a relational context, that may mean, hey, I need to work on my communication, uh, you know, Mm skill, you know, and things of that nature. I need to work on how I better manage uh, my anger or, you know, I'm a little clingy. I'm a little naggy um, when it comes to this, that and the third. So once again, although it does not feel good, there's always something good that can come out of it if you let it. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. This
1: goes back to what I was saying before about you choose what you do with it. Exactly. Exactly. How you let it affect you. Okay. So we're kind of running towards the end of our time, and we've talked a lot about just about how rejection affects us and like things that we can do. is there anything, Keisha, that you feel like you want to add that we haven't already talked about or covered?
0: I think that we've hit on we've hit on it for the the most part, like we, we like we stated before. Um at some point, if you have yet. Oh, I remember that's what came to my mind. I remember the old people. There's a gospel song for those of you all that's Baptist, y'all may recognize it. Uh, but I used to hear when we were children, we used to hear all the time, if it ain't been no rain in your life.
1: Wait a while. You know. mm-hmm.
0: And as a child, I never understood, you know, listening to the choir singing that like, you know, as a child, you know, you actually are they actually talking about like what they're talking about? You see rain at least once or twice a week or something like that. But as you get older, you understand they're not talking about the rain that falls from the sky. Yeah. they are talking about the different trials and tribulations and hurdles and, and, and stumbles that you're going to come upon at some point during your journey and how you're going to best deal with it and things of that nature. So if it ain't been no rain in your life, wait a while because it, it's going to come. But as we've stated, even with it coming you can still get through it. It may be uncomfortable. I ain't gonna say no, May, it is gonna be uncomfortable.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You're gonna have some times you wanna throw in the towel. It's going to become a challenge. You may become defensive. You may pull back um, from people and things of that nature, but it all, it's all up to you how you wanna move forward with the situation. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you can continue to wallow And that negative thought, that negative self-talk, or at some point, like I said, you can learn whatever it is that you need to learn and move forward. Not only helping yourself, but at some point being able to help and be a blessing to somebody else who may come into a similar situation. Yeah, we have a question in the
1: comments. I wanted to put this one on the screen. Um, It's from Lisa. She says, question. What would be a good way to reject someone to minimize hurt? Oh, it's a good question. You, you got something you want to say about that?
0: Um, so I had a situation, I would say a couple of months ago. Um, I was dating somebody, um, or seeing somebody and, Although this person overall was a good person, um, relationship where well, they just was not ready for a relationship. Um, and one thing that I'm about, I don't do the whole new school texting um type of thing. I'm old school, so I want to get to know
1: me, call me. Huh? You say get to know me, call exactly. me.
0: <laughs> Calling uh face to face, and so. I felt for what I needed to tell him because I wasn't happy. Um, And although people have text me like about things and ended things, that's not the type of person that I am. That's not how adults operate. Um, And so I called this individual and told them that I needed to meet meet up with them uh, and that we needed to talk. Um, And so I do, I tell my students, I use the hamburger method. That's something that I was taught in school, and I still utilize it today in the professional realm. I started off with telling them something, you know, good about them, and then from there went and segued into the situation at hand, and then from there ended it with something, you know, positive. You know, like we can continue to still be um, friends, and I don't want you to think that I'm saying that once again that you're a bad person because you're not. We're just not a good fit for one another. Mm-hmm. You know. That's- yeah, that, that no. Go ahead, go ahead. Where you finished? That was it. But no, I, okay, that that's just one method that I use to use the hamburger methods. Good criticism followed by the situation at hand, and ended it like I said with something good at the end.
1: I think I would answer that question in the same way, too, because um, I know that we've all experienced times where, you know, there may have been someone who liked us and we may not necessarily have felt the same way. But I always look at it as though, you know, even though I'm flattered, you know, that you feel this way. But but I mean, you know, sometimes it may not necessarily be a good fit. Or whatever. And I think it's just really important to just be honest and let the person know that not just saying, oh, no, you you trash, you this, you that, you know, just really just like just really just being mean and malicious to the person. But just really just kind of letting them know in an assertive, honest way about, you know, how you feel and just thinking that, you know, you know, I think you're a great person, but this may not be something that I think that would be good for me right. at this point. So I hope that answers your question, Lisa. Thank you for asking that too, by the way. Does anybody else have any questions or comments that y'all want to put in the chat, in the comments? Johnny's like, amen, (laughs) (laughs) shout out to Johnny. (laughs) Yeah, Oh, Lisa said yes, I guess we did answer her question. Good. Um, that's good that's good any other comments like i said questions
0: final thoughts what about you cuz any final thoughts on Um, reflection um
1: no i think we pretty much have already said everything that i wanted to kind of touch on i think just most importantly for me just Just not really wallowing in it and staying in that space, just really use using it as a tool to really just better yourself. Yeah. Help yourself. So that's what it'd be for me. So. And always just, you know, as always, like I always say, helping people, you know, really. Just really being supportive and, and loving one another. Because, you know, like I've always said, we're in difficult times right now. And so it's exactly. just important to just really be, you know, a supportive person for someone and just being a listening ear to someone that may not necessarily have
0: that. Exactly. So. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you, oh, Maggie. Thank you, Maggie. Maggie. Just
1: want to say, ladies, you are awesome every week. Love your show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank- and also Maggie has a podcast too. She's a part of a podcast called Lush Exchange. So I want to plug that too, cause she's always a faithful support of us. So y'all make sure y'all support her and what she's got going on too. Cause she has a lot of good topics on her podcast as well.
0: All right. Anything you have Keisha? That is it cause
1: all right, well that's all that I have. Um thank y'all so much for tuning in on this episode and really being a part of the discussion cuz we always appreciate that. Yes. And like I said in the beginning, just definitely make sure if you like the content, continue to really just like, share, comment, subscribe, follow Just do all of that and really just help us to get the word because we want the word out because we want to continue to put out good quality content that you all really like and that is beneficial and that's helpful to everyone. So we will be back in two weeks for another great episode. So we hope to see you here. Tune in at 8 p.m. same time. Facebook Live YouTube So um, until then, y'all take care, be safe, and love one another. And if you're not having a good day or a good evening, change it. All right. (laughs) Have a good night, y'all.
0: Y'all take care. All
1: right then. Bye.